Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to season three of the Agile World, where we discuss customer and employee experience, organizational and workforce transformation, and how business can adapt and continually improve in an Agile age. The Agile World podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed in this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Agile Workforce, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile World podcast. Today, we're going to talk about pivoting into a better... I'm just going to start over. Today, we're going to talk about pivoting into a better outcome and what to do and not to do when faced with the opportunity to change directions. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Tony Guarnacha, founder of Results Trained. First, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you do at Results Trained? Yeah, sure. Happy to. And thanks for having me on the show. So what yeah. we do is we help businesses dramatically increase their revenue um, by making them more profitable. And we do that by putting them through the system we create called the Results Loop. Great, great. Well, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about your your history and how you were able to to pivot into better opportunities by making the right choice at the right time. Um, you started a marketing agency, something I'm very familiar with as well, and, and saw a need to make a change. Uh, so, talk a little bit about that. What what prompted you to consider the future direction of where you were headed? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've had an agency called Big Fish Results for eight years or so. Uh, it's been a good run, but I really saw that agencies don't really have much of a future because you don't have to look too far to understand that software is eating, you know, traditional businesses. I think, you know, having friends that are venture capitalists and just speaking with a lot of people in the industry, just the valuations of agencies have declined. It, you know, you can't, it's not really a sellable asset. And if you're, you know, in a business, unfortunately, a lot of small businesses don't think this way, but you really have to think about the end goal, like where you want to be at the end. You don't want to get to your retirement years and realize that you have a worthless business. And unfortunately, I find a lot of agencies going in that direction. So I wanted to, you know, move in a different direction and move more towards the software and also towards training. Gotcha. And just out of out of curiosity, I mean, so I had, I had a marketing agency. I ran it for about uh, fourteen years and 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 sold it. And so you know, there were plenty of reasons for doing that. But just curious if you know, was was part of it also not only the business component, but were you personally ready for a different challenge, or you know, was was any of that um, a cause of it as well? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, it's easy to get burnt out in an agency. Unfortunately, a lot of of clients see you as not on their team, but uh, it's a weird dynamic. But Sometimes they think you're the enemy. Uh, And so what I want to do is do something that's more aligned with my clients and and their interests and whoever I serve, which, you know, I think software and and training is is definitely more able to do that. And also, and, and so many things are changing nowadays, obviously. But there was also a big shift I noticed over the past few years with more and more businesses, especially large ones, bringing those capabilities in-house. So yeah, you, you know, years yeah. ago, you know, with agencies, they were needed because you know they had the specialty uh, experience in SEO or advertising, you know, digital advertising. Not as much people doing it, and so it, you know, it was kind of a, a, a more of a valuable thing. Now more people know this and so businesses are, are 
turning more of this in-house. So it's just, yes, I mean, absolutely. You know, 10 years ago, having an agency and selling it like you did, great idea. I think the future of it is going to be different. And so I'm always trying to look at yeah. where are things going, not where, ha where have they been, and position myself for success in the future. Yeah. So um, you mentioned the kind of the relationship to the customer is is different between running a, a marketing or consulting agency versus a software company. Any other differences or, you know, maybe even the biggest difference that you've noticed in uh, running one type of company versus the other? Well, the biggest one is probably scalability. So a lot of challenges you have with an agency, it's difficult to scale. Uh, a lot of agencies will try to solve that problem by focusing on vertical. But, you know, for me, that's not as interesting because I like diversity. Also for employees, you know, kind of doing the same thing in and out uh, is not as interesting. And so from a personal standpoint, I think it's, you know, I like the variety. Plus, I think that's where a lot of the innovation comes from. But, um, you know, scalability, if you want to scale, it's definitely better to focus on a vertical. But the ultimate way to scale, what I always say, if you want to scale, you know, have focus if you want to go beyond that have systems and processes and if you really want to scale turn that into a training company and a and a software company which is essentially what I, i've done yeah yeah so who are your who are the audiences you're focused on most now and what kind of led you to that um that direction well it's interesting because a lot of this relates to my agency so what i noticed with my agency is most businesses and really actually to take this up a, a higher level to have success in anything what i've discovered is you really need to have three things you need to understand what you need to do you need to understand how to do it and then you have to actually take action and so the way i look at that in describing what i do is i help businesses identify their challenges understand how to fix them and then help them take action to actually fix them uh, and so what i find with most businesses especially smaller businesses they focus on the how how do i do seo how do I do AdWords? How do I do a podcast? And so what I found the best companies do is they have the de uh, they have down the what, which is a fancy word or a easy, a simplified word for the fancy word of strategic planning. And so yeah. I pivoted my company to help on the strategic planning component. And that's where I created my training company. But before that, I actually started, uh, I, I created a software company out of it. And so I created a system where you could do strategic planning online and, and map personas and you know identify uh, your offers and funnels and all this stuff. And it didn't get the traction it needed. And what I realized is the reason why is people didn't really understand the need for it. And so that's where I started uh, my other company called Results Training to actually teach the people the, the framework and why it's important first. And then kind of the secondary component is now the, the software. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So you've mentioned uh, even in, in this, the, the short time we've been talking so far, several different, let's call it iterations of your, your business, your, your career and things like that. It might be hard to answer this question even, but you know, what's, what kind of guided you from, from to, to rethink some of what you were doing or just to think of it in a different way is like, was there a, was there some kind of realization that would happen at key points and you know what what kind of brought about the the desire to change i guess well i think it's important when you're launching anything to listen and so what i would try to do is is uh, to use kind of a silicon valley term 
I would do an MVP, a minimum viable product. I'd throw something out there, see if it was getting traction. If it wasn't, I'd change direction. And so I did that a number of times to figure out what, what is and what isn't resonating uh, because I might be able to solve a problem, but if people can't understand their need, it's not going to go anywhere. So you have to go through multiple iterations in anything you do to really kind of find the formula that gets the traction that will enable you to really grow. Yeah, yeah. No, that 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 makes sense. And and we certainly hear, I think the stories that we hear about success with pivoting are certainly um the, the notable standouts of, well, they used to do this and then they made this pivot and now they're, you know, a household name and stuff. But a lot of times pivoting can lead to what I kind of refer to as like a death spiral of sorts where, uh, you know, a company keeps trying to find a fit. They don't find it. They keep moving. And I mean, my, you know, early on in my career, you know, living through the, the original internet boom, there were a number of companies that just kind of fit that that map as, as well as plenty of companies today. What advice would you give for someone that is trying to determine, you know, is, is pivoting one direction or the other, the right, the right approach or like, what's the, is that even the right way of thinking? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I think uh, one of the things I talk about all the time is resilience and the ability to stay and, you know, and kind of adapt. I think just as important is, the opposite of that is, is knowing when to quit. And so if you're not getting traction, so how do you define that? Well, there's been a lot written about this, but essentially you want to have product market fit. You want to have a product that's solving the need for a market that's very clear. And so from a software perspective, they, they call that the wow moment. And so if you're building something, someone has to be able to understand it quickly and, and realize the value very quickly. And so the quicker you can do that, the more likely you're going to have success. If you're not getting that, then you really have to go in a different direction. And ultimately, if you can't find that, you you know, you have to go in a completely different direction, do something completely different. Yeah, yeah. That's um so have you have you had any any times where you made the wrong pivot and then you had to quickly, you know, course correct or or how how have you dealt with that um in your, you know, in your in your career? Absolutely. Yeah. I've had more failures than successes, unfortunately, in, in many yeah. different ways. But I think that's how you learn and how you go out there. And so, you know, my my agency had a decent level of success. It wasn't really what I wanted to do. Uh, but so that's why I started the software company. That software company didn't get the traction, as I mentioned. So then I pivoted that into a training company. Uh, but then oddly enough, as I started doing more, um, one of my initiatives for this year was to do more uh, promotion for myself and my as my own personal brand and what's interesting is i realized that podcasts were a great way to do that and so i actually reinvented my software company that i had a couple you know three four years ago for planning and adapted for podcasting and so that is starting to get a lot of traction it's like you know you're starting to hit something when people ask for it when you just kind of give an elevator pitch and they're already interested. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm starting to get a lot more of that. And really all it is, is the software I created, you know, four or five years ago, it's just for a specific vertical. And that's why I learned in that process is sometimes you have to narrow down the audience very specifically. So it's a little bit clearer so people get it because I had too much functionality in terms of that last, you know, the, the software, the planning software I had, the strategic planning software, I had too much. 
and people couldn't get it because it was overwhelming. So what I did is I literally just stripped it down to its bare essence and branded it for a specific niche. In this case, you know, uh, live streams, podcasts, things like that. And it's already getting tremendous traction. That's great. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great thing to hear. So I guess, you know, your your advice for someone that let's say somebody's there, they thought they were doing the right thing and, and they're kind of at a at an impasse, let's say, but are, are looking for, um, you know, what what they should do to try to figure out is is what they have salvageable. Is it time to walk? As, as you mentioned before. What would your first advice for them to do? Like any questions they should ask themselves, any, you know, what, what, what would you recommend? Well, the first thing you want to think about is what is your runway? So in terms of financing this, do you have the revenues that will last you through the time it takes to, to iterate and figure out if you're actually going to have success? And so, you know, I would start there and say, look, is this, am I actually going to be able to see my idea through fruition? So if this idea is going to cost me, you know, $30,000 and I make 10,000 a month, but it's going to take six months to build it, then you got a problem. And so you want to kind of look at your numbers very realistically and say, is this something possible to do? And if it isn't, what alternatives do I have? You know, can I get investment? That's a long way to go. Uh, Can I get, can I do freelance? Can I get revenue from another source? Like really going through the process. But I would start with your, your cash flow, because if you don't have the cash coming in, you're not going to be able to sustain. So the question is, can I get market adoption before I run out of that that money? Which you know, from an investor standpoint, they they talk about runway, which is you know something someone can Google yeah. and learn plenty about that. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Great. Well, um, one last question. Let's let's go back to the uh, the marketing agency world for a second, because again, it's something I, I even though I'm not involved in it directly myself either, I I, I think about it a, a bit. So. I agree with what you said earlier, as far as I think the, the marketing agency world is changing dramatically. And I think, I think they're going to look the, the ones that are still existing, let's say similar enough to the ones of, of, of today, they're, they're still going to look different five years from, from today. Um, what do you see as what, what's, what does a successful marketing agency look like in five years? It's, you know, again, it'll, there's going to be more automation. There's going to be more in-house um, people that are taking some of those positions, but you know, they'll, they'll still exist to some extent. Like what's, what's the best, um, the best approach a marketing agency could take to be, let's call it future proof. Yeah. So aside from what we talked about before having systems and processes and software if possible so they can scale, uh, I think the best way to adapt would be to own a niche, something very narrow. Um, because you, or the other option would be, which is harder to do is to be more full stack. So full stack marketers are valuable because they kind of understand the whole process. They understand every part that I think is going to be very valuable. The problem is that's hard to do because to hire people like that, it's very difficult to have someone that knows everything, you know, kind of personally where I move my skill set and my agency, uh, was more towards conversion optimization because there's so many components to that in persuasion and in you know so what i would be looking at if i'm if i was to reinvent my agency and stick with that i would say okay what is something that can't be automated and what's something that's kind of foundational and to me persuasion 
you know, psychology, those kinds of things are very foundational and, and it's not going to change with technology. And, and I think the need to optimize things like through conversion optimization, it's a whole discipline now that a lot of people don't know. That's where I'd be positioning myself is on that side. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, uh, Tony, thanks for joining the show. Um, for those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? Sure. So if anyone wants to uh, connect with me directly, go to my personal website, which is meettonyg.com. Scroll down to the bottom. You can connect to me via social media. LinkedIn is probably the best one. And then if anyone wants to kind of uh, follow my, my journey with launching this software company, you can go to kestosity.com and learn more there. And I'm actually doing a video series that I'm going to release later where every day I do a video of what I'm doing to scale this from zero to a million dollars in less than a year. Great, that's 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 great. I'll, uh, I, I'd like to follow along as well, <laughs> so that's, that's great. Well, um, again, I'd like to thank uh, Tony Guarnaccia, founder of Results Train for joining the show. Uh, and thanks for listening to The Agile World with Greg Kilstrom. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile World podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, The Agile Workforce, from my website at theagile.world.